Welcome to God Mode Unlocked, episode 63, where I am now 528 minutes into my EA customer service support ticket. I only have 528 minutes left in the queue to get my <laughs> my my EA Origin We're account. There. My account was hacked. My Origin account was hacked. Oh god! So I don't have like access to Apex or anything. Did they think you had like uh, FIFA? Well, I have like uh, what is it called? Origin Access or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And my account was playing FIFA in Russia. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> of course, exactly. So GGs to EA customer service. Not really. So let's dive right in. Uh, Did they just like send you an email saying, "Hey, are you playing FIFA?" In <laughs> no, I, I went to log in and it was, you know, suddenly said my password was wrong, and I was like, "Well, how did my password be wrong?" So I checked my email. It said. You've changed your email to all these random characters at some website I've never heard of. Anyway, so then EA reset my email. They said, give us a new email to change your account to. So I gave them that. Like, okay, we changed your email. It should be all set. But when you reset, try to reset your password, it sends your email to your old email, which is oh, the wrong. God. <laughs> what a disaster. So speaking of disaster... Uh, well, I think, anyways. Stadia comes out in, what, like, two weeks now? Less than less than three. It's in November. It comes out in less than three don't weeks. Don't buy it. And Google is warning everybody that they don't have enough Stadia units to even fulfill their pre-orders. They not even have any in a store what, what or sell. A, what is a Stadia unit? Uh, I assume it's, like, the controller. They, they can't make enough controllers? Really? I mean, don't you have to have something else, though, besides a controller? A computer? A, uh, you don't right? need some kind of dongle or something? I don't well, know. Well, I mean, you can use a dongle, like the Chromecast, but yeah. there's like 10 billion of those out there. Yeah. But how... That's what I... I feel like... You know, I, I feel like this is sort of manufactured. I, well, that or... You now, there was a thread on Reset Era that said... There's never been a console launch before that has botched the messaging and marketing of their console so badly yeah. until now. Until well, I mean, this is unusual for a console launch to, to not have enough for everybody. But well, in this case... They can at least fill... I've never heard of them not being all able they to All they got to do is make controllers. Not being able to fulfill pre-orders? Yeah. So these are people that all they have bought to this six controllers. months ago, and they're not going to get it. Yeah. Well, the only point of a pre-order is to exactly. promise the person that you will have one. <laughs> like, I've been saying this from the beginning, you know, like... I'm just amazed that there's this many people, unless they're only... Well, that's like, the other thing. Are I'm, they making 5,000 of these? I'm sitting there thinking, like, I don't know a single person, A, who even no. is aware of what Stadia it, is. Yes, I don't know a single person that's aware in of it. it. Yes. Let alone buying it. I had one person come into my Twitch chat one day saying that they were, like, very excited for it. And I'm like, you are literally of... I know tons of gamers in real life. And I've mentioned Stadia to, like, a bunch of my employees and stuff. I'm like, what's that? I can't can't wait to pay $10 a month for the option to buy a full-priced digital game. And then have input lag on top of it all. It's funny, because... I was looking through the list of games coming out in November so we could go over the big ones. And, like, the list was bloated, like, five times longer than normal. And I'm like, wow, how is this? This is crazy. And then I got, like, a fourth of the way through the list. And every single other thing, other release, is a game that came out three years ago just being released on Stadia. Yeah. Who's buying that? 
That's what I mean. Like, and they're releasing for like sixty dollars, aren't they? I, I, I don't even know. I, I, I can't know, wait to pay sixty dollars. I was criticizing PlayStation last episode or whatever for, you know, PlayStation View and PlayStation Now being so confusing and that it's not clear and whatever else. Yeah. And that, but this Stadia thing is ten times worse. Like, nobody knows what it is. They can't even fill their pre-orders. They've got no exclusive content. You know, I, I said this way back. I said that they're they're coming into this like amateurs. Like Yeah. Which is funny because they got some real, you know, big bucks. industry, you know, established people behind it. But they, they only hired like Jade you thinking like Jade Redmond? Yeah. They only hired her like Yeah, well Jade like eight months and, ago. Uh, they got Phil um they got Harrison. Phil yeah. But those guys I think were like only added like this year. Yeah. So this thing's been in the making for longer than that. But I, I just feel like they've really shown they don't know what they're making here. Like, they're stepping into a space they don't understand at all. That's what I think. And well, we'll see, I guess. It's an interesting technology, but they're not off to a good start. They don't even have enough units to build, like you said. And what is it, just a controller? Like, yeah. You just gotta make some controllers. Is that how hard could that be? <laughs> and you don't even have enough for your pre-orders. Like, yeah, like that's why this, this to me it just seems manufactured. Maybe it is. And just to try to build. And, and we know there's not this huge demand no. out there. No like, way. This is, this is so phony. Yeah. How many controllers did they make? Five hundred. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what the heck? Um. So flipping gears from Google to Facebook, there's a lot of Facebook news this week, and I. I did a lot of reading and research on Facebook this week. I had kind of, I developed kind of a fascination. But did you watch uh, Zuckerberg's congressional? Did you no, watch any I, of it I, or I, read about it? No, I can't. I can't watch Zuckerberg <laughs> in, in, in any capacity. I just can't do it because he's so awkward, uh, or because yeah, I don't know. He's just he's like yeah, he's a robot. Like I'm convinced he's a robot. <laughs> he's not even human. I. It's funny because I googled the uh, was it Zuckerberg water or whatever. And there are so many paintings that have been done of, like, one of his old congressional hearings where he's nervously drinking a gl- glass did, of water. Did, um, like, everybody, every artist in the world has created one of these. Did you see when they, one of the Oculus devices that they were releasing, he demonstrated it by going to, like, uh, I think it was Puerto Rico, shortly yeah. after the hurricane. And he's like, oh, look at this. Isn't this incredible? And it's like, yeah. It, you're looking at like a devastated area and he's like smiling and laughing and oh isn't this amazing technology and it's like you couldn't think of a better use case than visiting a devastated area that like a recently devastated that was like within two weeks you couldn't go to like honolulu or yeah i mean people don't want to see you laughing and smiling as you're standing in you know you know disaster i remember when i watched that movie the social network which is about him and the founding of Facebook. And I was like, man, this has got to be like way overblown and exaggerated and dramatic. And now, like, the more and more we've seen of him, I'm like, maybe the movie wasn't dramatic enough. He's yeah. literally like a social, yeah. like, weirdo. Well, I mean, how many people died in the hurricane? It was hundreds or thousands, wasn't it? Too many. Uh, I mean, it would be like somebody standing in 9 11 being trying to sell you a product. Their VR. Oh, look at this. Some, yeah. Isn't this amazing? I mean, look, we can see the devastation. It was. I just can't believe 
they looked at this, they set it up, they rehearsed it, and no one was like, you know, that's not that's yeah. not really a good look for us. Yeah. Like, I just don't know how you can be that cool. I, I really think that their culture, like their internal culture, is totally disconnected. Like, they, they I think they're just like, it's like the church of Facebook in there. Yeah, like they it don't must be. know what's it must be. happening <laughs> I, around. I have no idea how that got through. Um, but I was, I was doing some, the big thing that he was before Congress for was over Libra. The Facebook's cryptocurrency, but I was I was reading some Facebook statistics. So Facebook is a community of over two billion people. So it's one of the largest online communities in the in the world. But they've been struggling with a lot of stuff lately. Um, oh, I mean, once you're that big, where where else do you go? I feel like they they sort of have the Microsoft sort sort of like the Microsoft of two thousands era. Yeah, like, like they conquered the world, yeah. and then it was like. Okay, well now what do we do? Yeah, well I've been I've been thinking about this. Only two percent of their users now are under seventeen, which five years ago you never would have. Five yeah. five six years ago it would have been like. So, but are these numbers? It would have been like fifty percent. Are these numbers Facebook only, or is it including like Instagram and WhatsApp? I'm not sure. I think it's Facebook only. Yeah, because I think those other two probably. Instagram's pro- very Instagram popular definitely young trends people. younger. Yeah. So I got thinking about, because I've been thinking a lot about Facebook gaming, like they have their own streaming service for gamers. And I got thinking about like, you know, what they're doing with it or how much they're investing in it, because we're going to talk about Microsoft investing in Mixer soon, more and more. And it it seems like somebody in Facebook was like, well, how are we going to get millennials to come back to Facebook? Well, we could try to compete with Twitch because... I mean, I would guess that like 60% of Twitch users are millennials. Yeah. Um, but you know, Facebook has not been very <laughs> good at it. So yeah, far. you know, I think they're making huge mistakes by like they're doing Facebook gaming or whatever. Yeah. I think it's a huge mistake to, to, to name it Facebook gaming. They, okay. they should have just created a whole different entity. And uh, well, that's what YouTube tried and it failed. Yeah. And they went the other way. And well, I. Wasn't it always YouTube gaming though? But it was a whole separate app. No, but they got to take the name Facebook out of it. Like they need to recognize Facebook is now where grandma. Like call it like Oculus gaming or something. They like need that. to realize Facebook is now where grandpa posts his racist rants. Yeah, right? like yes. that's they, they, like that's Facebook. So like, you know what I mean? It's funny they, that they you need say to just that. Come come clean with it. It's funny that you say that because I did a two-hour Facebook gaming stream just yesterday, just for the first time ever. I'd never done it, and I have a big following on Facebook because of being a mayor so Facebook gaming has this interesting feature and I'm not sure this is a good idea (laughs) when you when you're streaming it tells you you know you can watch somebody on Twitch or Mixer or whatever completely anonymously when you enter somebody's stream on Facebook gaming it says Matt Bronson has joined so you know that this person is lurking which makes it very awkward because you know these people in real life yeah a lot of them I mean in my case I did yeah so I had 60, 70 year old women that I know in real life. Oh, watching you. Watching my stream. And it didn't make me feel bad. Yeah. But when it showed up to everybody else in the room, oh, Mrs. 80 year old Republican yeah. oh, watching yeah. a 32 year old Democrat <laughs> yeah. stream uh, Call of Duty, like it just created this weird dyna- dynamic. And I feel like it's, it's that same thing we're talking What's yeah. that TV called? Portal? Yeah. Where like they're trying to build this like, they think they're 
pushing everybody to be more social. Yeah. And they're really just pushing boundaries that people don't want anything to do with. Yeah, exactly. Like they think they think that people still want the Jetsons where like we're we're rather than talking on a phone we're we're actually looking at each other. But you know, people tried that for a while and I think most people found, yeah, you know, I don't really want to do that too often. I still it's kinda awkward. I still feel awkward about FaceTime. Like somebody wants to FaceTime yeah, I know, I'm me like too. just text me or like something. Like I remember like, what was that? The app that Microsoft bought, Skype. Yeah, like yeah. I remember when that was big. Yeah, and I, you know, I did it. A I few don't like times the whole face thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, when you're just standing the there staring at each other, I'll text. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like, okay, well, now what? What do we do now? Yeah, yeah. You know, like we we're not really gonna do anything that we we're gonna otherwise do just talking about. Yeah, them, you know. Yeah. So. I mean, the the big Libra news was that Zuckerberg seemed to first say that he won't move forward with Libra unless U.S. regulators approve it. But then, that makes sense. what? Oh, it kind of makes sense, I think. He won't move forward with it anywhere. Yeah. he says unless yeah, yeah. U.S. regulators approve it. And I got, I got thinking about it. Well, first he seems to back, then later he seemed to back off those comments. He watered his comments. Well, down probably a once bit. he realized, like, yeah, it's probably not going right. to happen. Well, that's that's my thought. Do you think that'll ever happen? No, no, probably not. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I, I, I mean, I think all the governments see this as a threat yeah. to their currencies. Well, ones that have current, yeah, successful currencies. But I, you know, I find it kind of ironic because. Facebook is so negatively viewed mm-hmm. that I, I don't think the threat comes from them. Yeah. I think, I mean, I, I would imagine Bitcoin is probably more of a threat than, you know, Facebook. Because oh, there's a lot of people that just don't want anything to do with Facebook. Yeah. They see Facebook and they're like, oh, okay, I'm out of here. You know, so, uh, you know, I, I'd have to question how successful this would be in countries like America. Now, going abroad, and maybe this is where they're thinking. I that, think it is. You know, I mean... In a lot of poor countries, the dollar is still king. Yeah. Like, they use the dollar more than they use their yeah. currency, which is a huge problem for local governments. Um, but, so maybe that's where they're, they're thinking is, it's like, oh, well, people dump I the mean, dollar and they'll buy this they, instead. Facebook did say when they announced Libra that their main focus was people that don't have access to banks. Countries that don't have access to banks. Uh, you know, and, and I think even if... This is where I think the the U.S. government, and especially U.S. banks, are going to be flipping their lids. Because if you're if if you're a U.S. bank, you you probably still, or the U.S. government, give quite a bit of money loaned to those countries that don't have banks. And I think if then if those people have access to a different currency like. Libra, if you could take out a loan in Libra, I don't know how far this is going to go. I, I just think it's a threat to, to the dollar then. Well, what if all these countries don't take loans from U.S. banks anymore because they've got Libra, which is you can exchange for the dollar. Yeah. So then I think the I think the U.S. banks have to be terrified. They're, they're like, no well, way, sure. no how. I'm sure. Well, I'm even, sure if it, even if it's banned here, they're going to try to kill it because it's going to have a negative effect. I'm sure on that's, that's why they gave them the option to like, hey, you can buy in. You can get... You can be part of this. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Did, I don't think any banks did buy in. Uh, I don't think any traditional banks, no. I, like, Which is interesting. Like we had PayPal, we had yeah, you yeah. Know, Visa, MasterCard. Yeah, but no banks. Yeah. I think Stripe might have been in there in the beginning. Yeah. 
Nope. So that I, I don't know. I, I'm really curious. I feel like the only way this is going to get off the ground is if they literally just fly the, the finger in front of people and just start launching it worldwide. Yeah, and say, anywhere where we can I, put I this. I think that's what it's going to come down to. Or it's uh, never going to get off the ground at all. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they'll ever get U.S. approval. I don't think they'll get any country's approval. But, you know, that's not necessarily the same as, um, I mean, it's not blocked. Right? Like, they haven't passed anything to block it here. No. No. That's so, what I mean. And I don't know really how they How do you could. stop How it? could you block yeah, it? Yeah, right. Because right. It's an you, online thing. Well, yeah. Once you start thinking about how it operates, it's like, well, what separates us from a lot of other things that are already out there? Right. Like Bitcoin, right. for instance. I mean, right. How well, could you stop I mean, I, I realize that this is more centralized. Yeah. But the, the, the idea behind it is still very much the same, like... You're going to... It's a digital currency. It's a digital currency. Um, They also introduced a Facebook news feature, which I feel like maybe this is a move in the right direction, but it's probably not going to be successful. See, no, I think this is probably a little tone deaf, too. Unless, well, I don't know, maybe it's a good idea. It depends on how it's moderated. Because a lot of people are like, you know, Facebook is is ground zero for fake news. Well, it is. (laughs) So... You know, my first thought was, well, why would anyone want to go to Facebook for their news? Yeah. If everyone believes that's ground zero for yeah. news. But if they can build this into something that, you know, is credible, well, then all of a sudden they look good again. It's right. I, I think that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to... I know they've made other efforts. Like when you post a link to a website that's considered reputable, I think it has a check mark now. So it's kind of like, it's a little like, just on the on the icon for it. It shows like, yes, this is a... You know, reputable news article as opposed to one that's not but um and really it's not they're never going to be able to control the amount of fake crap that people post on there because it's all user generated it's yeah. all if i believe it to be true i'm posting it on my wall they can't moderate that yeah i know um i feel like they sh- probably should have done with this what they did with libra and set up like uh some type of like council with like the Washington Post, the New York Times, like all those like yeah. traditionally reputable yeah, you know, media outlets. It's kind of interesting because it seems to like help put moderate and put together like a policy. This is nothing new, really. This this I mean, Apple News is the same as this, yeah. and um, I'm sure Google has their own. I know Microsoft has their own. It's just sort of like an aggregate of other news yeah. uh, outlets. Um. So, you know, I mean, it's not really a new thing. It's just new to Facebook. Right, which is 2 billion people Yeah, get their news from Facebook. I, I mean, I love I love Apple News. I mean, I love it. So it's a it's a good idea, I guess, for them to try and improve their image. But yeah. it's not necessarily. I'm good. not sure it's how big of a difference it's going to yeah, make. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, oh, well, I'm never going to get my news from Facebook regardless. I yeah, mean, you kind of do by loose affiliation if you're yeah, on there you see something you see something and that might yeah. pique your interest but that's about it so this was the biggest news to me all week probably um but shroud the legend fps legend shroud the man the myth the legend uh count former counter-strike professional but probably he's basically known as a human aimbot but one of the best first-person shooter gamers in the streaming world followed Ninja's footsteps, so to speak, and has signed exclusively to Mixer. This was a guy 
who is was one of their well was the number one subscribed streamer on Twitch this year at one point. So another who passed him. What? Who who uh, got by him? Uh, he started playing WoW Classic for a little while, so he dropped to like fifth or something. <laughs> Uh, like this Dungeons and Dragons stream was up oh, there of now. <laughs> of course, but Jupiter Games crowd. Another another big streamer has moved to Mixer, and I, all I keep hearing is who's next. Yeah, like it's it's yeah. they're gonna be another. And uh, sure enough, we don't know if this guy signed a deal or if he did it on his own. But this guy King King Gathalion is his name. He's a really popular streamer. He's in the top 20, I think. I've heard his name all over the place. Well, he moved to Mixer now. Nice. Like within a week. Well, I remember, you know, it all it all it started before Ninja. They they got this girl. I can't remember who she is. I, I don't know how popular she was either, but I remember it was it was a sort of big deal at the time yeah. for Mixer cuz they yeah. got they got somebody, yeah. you know. And it, it really turned out to be sort of a a, a sign of things to come. Cuz yeah. then, you know, shortly later Ninja and the rest of them. Yeah. I think how I'm envisioning this, if Microsoft's truly going deep here, I think you're going to see like literally every quarter. Like I'm picturing this from as a company, like yeah. that they're budgeting like every like three months, we're going to sign a streamer to a yeah. mixer exclusive like a top deal twenty for two three Twitch streamer. Yeah, um, that'd be big. I, I I I could see I could totally see it like. You know, it makes sense for the streamer because literally, you know, people are going, oh, why, why did he go, why did this guy go to Mixer? Why did Ninja go to Mixer? Why did Shroud go to Mixer? They're getting guaranteed millions to stream for two, three years on Mixer. Yeah. Even if their streams fail terribly. Yeah. It doesn't set. matter. They're they don't need to work ever yeah, again. Exactly. They're done. They could start, and they probably won't be done. They'll have plenty of other. Yeah. Or those just go back. They can to go back Twitch to Twitch. They can go and, to Facebook you know, Gaming in five years. Yeah. I mean, or they can just walk start away a company. And live comfortably. Yeah, yeah. They can do whatever they want. They don't have to work. Freedom. I mean, they can start a family and just be set. Yeah. It, it's. It makes total sense for them. I I keep hearing all the you know, there's really a platform war starting because. People are going be- arguing. Oh, Mixer sucks and Twitch is dead. Oh my God! You know, like yeah. there's all these very polarized opinions yeah. out there. Uh, the streaming wars. Who, who would ever imagined? Well, we called it on yeah. this show for yeah. like the past year. Yeah. But um, it's here now. What do you now? Has has YouTube and uh, Facebook have they signed anybody? I mean, is this is this I the think, direction we're going? I think they both dabbled. And signing like mid-level people, like they haven't gone big, like by any means. In fact, uh, YouTube's biggest streamer just switched to Twitch. Wow. Um, See, I'm amazed YouTube wasn't able to uh, make more inroads. Oh, I, I think the problem that YouTube has is they've got an image of being like a not live content. It's yeah permanent yeah, searchable content. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. And I'm sure there's successful streamers on YouTube. I haven't really ever looked into it, but um, yeah, I think you're going to see a lot more of this. I think you're going to see, and I think the pressure is on Twitch. By no means do I think that Twitch is dead. They're not going no. anywhere. They're so far out front right now. Well, right. I, I, there's going to be a lot more competition though, and I think it's going to force Twitch to start paying their top people because yeah. 
They can't just sit there and let themselves get poached. You like, know, I they I, gotta play defense. I mean, Mixer point. to me, I you know, I, I this week because of this, you know, I don't usually get involved in this stuff. Yeah, like, uh, I, I just don't care, frankly. But this week, because of this news, I started. You know, I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna look around at all these services. Yeah. I'm gonna really evaluate them so I could come on this show and you know talk about yeah. it. And I gotta say, like Mixer is just, it just seems head and shoulders technically better than all the rest to me. It is. Like it just seems so much better technically. It is. But it it is so empty. Yeah. Like, it's so. In comparison. Void, right? Yeah, yeah, compared to, like, Twitch and stuff. that It's just like... But that's what a lot of people like about so it. It's so frustrating. Because... It seems so much better, but there's just no way there. If you're a streamer and you're trying to get noticed on Twitch, it's almost impossible. You could be making the best stuff ever, but unless you get extremely lucky, uh, you got to work really hard to get noticed on Twitch. Like, yeah. You know, but on Mixer, and that's what I, a lot of these people are looking at, especially now that big streamers are jumping over there. Like, well, I've got a better chance. It's like the ceiling's a lot lower on Mixer, but yeah. you have a better chance of making it to like the mid level than mm-hmm. on Twitch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the opportunity I, is there. Yeah, you're probably not going to be able to go full time, make a career off of Mixer unless you get extremely lucky but you've got a better chance of doing it on Mixer than Twitch probably yeah but it'll be interesting to see who's who's next I'm waiting for Facebook to strike because like I said if they're going to make an effort to try to bring in millennials again you know and they I mean they had a huge presence at PAX East Facebook Gaming Day yeah. yeah I mean they they huge presence I want to talk to them this year I want to you want to go again yeah I guess I, sure, I want to go again what else are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Go to E3. Um, sure. What's left of it? So speaking <laughs> speaking of Microsoft, Mike Ibarra, the former Xbox VP for 20 years, he announced his next, you know, his, his next destination. He has joined uh, Blizzard as vice president. So I don't know if this is like a, I think I see it more of a lateral move for him probably than a, Upgrade or downgrade, but I think he'll be closer to actual game development probably than the business. You know, with a name like that, you can't really have E as your middle initial. Mike E. Ibarra. Mike E. Ibarra. Just a quick observation before we get down to business here. <laughs> um, yeah, hey, I mean, it's great. This is the guy that, remember when they showed off, um, they first showed off, I think it was the Xbox One Connect. And they were like, oh, check out your, uh, what was their me ripoff? The avatar. Check out your avatar. And, like, suddenly, like, all of a sudden, like, his avatar started to, like, contort. And, like, <laughs> I don't remember that. You don't remember that? No. There's, there's, a, there's a GIF of it online. You have to look it up. Contorting. Um, I feel like they announced this news probably, like, the day it happened. Because Blizzard had so much bad news lately. <laughs> like just, and here, he, look at something He's a else. positive face. You know, he's very well known and like people yeah. just like him. So yeah. I feel like, this, yeah, exactly. Please, God. <laughs> just write, write about anything. <laughs> it reminds me, what's that gif where they walk into the room and it's just on fire. But yeah, the person yeah. sitting in it is just <laughs> the, the guy totally unaware. The pizza or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But so I didn't put this on here. But BlizzCon is actually this Friday. So next episode, we're going to get to talk about BlizzCon. Uh, so 
The next WoW expansions basically leaked. The Lich King is front and center again. Overwatch 2, as it's known now, has officially leaked. Diablo 4 has officially leaked. And I feel like these leaks probably are accidental again because of the, of the yeah, bad news. Yeah, absolutely. Please, please. Oh, look. hey, leaked this. Uh, yeah. uh, somebody write about this. This art accidentally made it out there. This thing that has nothing to do with China is out there. Blizzard really has to go. And I mean, after last BlizzCon, which was, you know, disappointing. Uh, and then this But, uh, you year, know, it, it sort of feels like that story's already blown over. The Diablo Immortal one? No, the whole China thing. I mean, it has. But, Unless you're on which, is a, which, you know, I mean, hats off to the people of Hong Kong, because they've been doing this for, like, 11 months yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, look how short our attention span is. It's like, we're... We were all about it for like, you know, three weeks and then it's not like, oh, even. Okay. Yeah. I'd say like a week and a half. It's so we're so pathetic. We are so pathetic. Uh it's, anyway. it's one of those out of sight, out of mind. God. That's how people are. We are weak. But expect I'm really expecting to see a lot at BlizzCon this year. I'm expecting Diablo four. I'm expecting Diablo Immortal to be like a, like a coming very soon type thing. The Warcraft three remake, maybe like beta starting really soon. Next WoW expansion, Overwatch 2, um, maybe even something else, like another mobile game or something. But expecting them to go hard. Hopefully they're not sweating on stage and terrified of what's going on. <laughs> so everybody thought this was going to end up being big news, but I feel like this, nobody really cared. No, I don't think so. Everybody was dreading for several days that there was bad Sony news. Like, it, it got put out there that there was really bad Sony news coming. And, and here it is. A lot of people were thinking Ghosts if, if was canceled. If you're a Sony fan, you better take a seat. <laughs> this is pretty hard-hitting stuff. Uh, the Last of Us 2 has been delayed from February to May. This was interesting to me because they only just announced the release date, like, three weeks ago. Yep. So what the hell happened <laughs> in, in three, three weeks, weeks that made them delay the game by three months? Did, did China find out there was a map without the dotted lines? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I feel like this is one of those things, again, that just signals, like, the turmoil inside Sony right now. Like, yeah, it's, it's very... Here bizarre. they are, tr- you know, bringing out this game on a trapeze in now, front of everybody. Well, guys, we got it coming, we got it coming. And then, oh, hold up, hold up. Wait, wait, so Death Stranding is out when? Like... Uh, less than two weeks. So, do you think Ghosts will be like a PS5 launch title? Then? I don't see... Everybody keeps asking stuff like that, but I don't think it matters anymore because all games are basically going to be backwards compatible now, yeah. going forward. But, so, if you launch in the late PlayStation 4, I think the disc is going to play on the PlayStation well, 5 Well, I, I agree, long. but, uh, I mean, it would be kind of weird to to launch like oh here's our PS4 game right as PS5 is launching you know what I mean I mean maybe what they've they done do- it before but it is very very weird I mean what was they did it to Gran Turismo 6 I think I don't know and like nobody noticed Gran Turismo 6 that franchise is basically dormant yeah and uh, they did I mean sort of the last of us sort of got I that. think if they do let's but Gran Turismo 6 that came out on PS3 like 6 weeks after <laughs> PS4 had launched. Like, it was just ridiculous. Let's say PlayStation 5 launches in October. If they release Ghosts in like August, I think they're okay. Yeah. If they do it in like September, then yeah, that's that's too close. Even though it's only one month, I think that 
you need to have a buffer of at least a couple months. I there. mean, you would imagine that they must have like PS5 upgrades already ready to go. So maybe maybe it just automatically that's what I mean. PS5. I, 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 that's what I mean. I think they're just gonna it's automatically gonna upscale. So even if they release it the same day as the PlayStation Five, maybe, oh. Well, see, you don't think they would do like sort of like the X enhancements? That's what I mean. Yeah. So like. If you play this on your PS5, it yeah. will be a PS5 yeah. game, you know, yeah. rather than just upscaling PS4 yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, what do you make of this news that Sony's looking to sell off PlayStation View? Not surprised. What, which service is this now? This, this is, is their the cable TV. service? The live TV. Which I hear is pretty good, right? Yeah, but you know, I mean, they had they kept having to raise the price. And I think what's really going on is, you know, Google's in the space and they're really tearing it up with yeah. YouTube TV. Well, Apple's and, in it too, right? And Hulu, which is Disney. Yeah. Well, it's only Disney now. But, you know, obviously both of those players have much deeper pockets. Yeah. And and Disney owns, like, the majority Everything. of the... Con- <laughs> yeah, the majority of the content now. So so for them to keep the prices down is much easier for Google and, and, and Hulu. And I think Sony's just getting squeezed and they're like, we can't make money here, so you see, let's get out. And I think so, Sony is in this weird position, because it's funny that you say that, because, you know, 10 years ago, or maybe even 20 years ago, Sony was a company that was on par with a lot of the other big companies in the world, as far as scope, influence. Yeah. Now they're... They're not even also, close. No, not even I close. mean, they still have, you know, the photo division, the film division, the, the PlayStation division. You know, they ha- still have all these divisions. But they are nowhere close to Microsoft, Amazon, Google, Facebook. They are like they're like a, I hate I don't mean B tier as like a derogatory like insult, just their size. I yeah. mean, well, I mean to give you an idea, Sony's market cap currently is seventy two billion, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. But Facebook, which is the smallest of like the big tech companies, yeah, um, they're probably up over uh, five hundred billion or so. Yeah. So they're one fifth. Yeah, yeah, five hundred forty billion. Yeah. So they're not the same. Yeah, and I don't mean really this. Not. I don't mean this as, as an insult. They're not the same caliber of a corporation as. Yeah. And, and Microsoft's well over and, a right, trillion. And it was telling that you know Sony signed a deal with Microsoft for their cloud gaming stuff. Yeah. Like that tells you, really, the difference in the scope of. And Sony's companies. actually. I mean, they're they're up big because just a few months ago they were forty billion. So, so they're actually they, they you know they they've gone up quite a bit quite quickly. But well, now that they got Spider Man back in the MCU, yeah. <laughs> pushed them over the top. But yeah, yeah, weird times at Sony. It truly is, and that's I feel like a lot of their trouble is that it's yeah. like they're trying to compete against companies that are five times larger than. Them. Well, you know. <clears throat> the Japanese government won't let foreign companies like buy their companies mm-hmm. like Sony or Nintendo yeah. or but you know I'm starting to get sort of worried because like they're falling so far behind between like you know American companies and Chinese companies who are just getting gigantic well, and, 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 and it's not a problem so if you're trying behind. if you're trying to focus on a narrow you know if you're a company that if yeah. that only made PlayStation it's not a problem if you're a company that only made Cameras, it's not a problem. But what like the Sony phone division? Like what? Yeah. What are they? I hear they're great devices. I've always wanted to try them, but what are they doing? Like, yeah, they're never going to be able to compete with 
the Pixel and the Samsung Galaxy line and the iPhone never. This yeah. is never going to oh. happen. So, here's the best news of the week. Suda51 and Swery65, great names here, Sound like sounds like Twitch chat, uh, announced that they're making an indie horror game together called Hotel Bo- Barcelona, published by none other by the best publisher on earth, Devolver Digital. This is the marriage that we we always knew we wanted but never thought we'd Well, get. you know, everybody was hyping up this Swery65 guy. And, like, yeah. I looked up what he's made. And there's some respectable games, saying, but I have I, no interest. He came out of nowhere. He made, like, that, it's that, like, D4 game. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. That was one of his... He's made, like, several pretty successful kind of, like... Do you remember what D4 stands for? Something with dreams. Yeah, that? dreams never dreams never die. I, I don't know. Dark dreams die. I, I don't know. Turd squared. Um, but I'm just psyched because when you hear two in kind of like punk rock type game developers like this making an indie game, a horror game together, publish, and everything Devolver touches is just pure gold. Yeah. I was excited. Are they going to squeeze them into their E3 show? Which is by far the greatest E3 did, show. Well, did, did you hear what uh, Devolver said? Did you, did, <laughs> they, they, so Suda and Swery went on stage to announce their their game. Yeah. And Devolver was claiming that they had no knowledge of this. They said, apparently we're publishing this. We had no idea. Apparently we're giving $1 million to the development of this game. We had no... That's what these two said. And, uh, so, that's yeah, uh, interesting. They're, they're the best. So there was a demo of another Devolver game out there called Carrion. And uh, this is our episode art for the week. Great. Another great Devolver game. You play as like a monster. Does Devolver have knowledge of this game? They do, yeah. Okay, that's good. Uh, You play as like a monster. And all you have to do is... It's a 2D... (coughs) 2D kind of like... Maybe like Super NES era. Like almost Metroidvania, but that kind of thing but you're playing as this monster that just has to destroy people eat people and you keep growing and growing sounds like the game for me it's it's fun it's it really is fun and I think yes it probably is coming to Switch Devolver puts like everything on Switch lately yeah they're good they're good so here was a very interesting government slash economics slash societal uh, stroke of news so the head of the Department of Education, one of them at least, and I think he was specifically in charge of student loans uh, of the U.S. federal government, is resigning from his position and he called for mass student loan forgiveness and called the sa- very same system that he managed fundamentally broken. What do you make? And he, I, no. I can't remember the number of billions of dollars that... I think it was I think it was nine hundred and sixty five billions of dollars. And now he's not the head of the Department of Education, but he was the head of the student loan division okay. of the Department because of that, Education. That Betsy Davos yeah. is that of okay. Yeah, the, um, the actual loan portion. I think yeah, he's yeah. technically like number two or yeah. three. Oh, well, that's I mean, you know, a lot of the Democrats, like almost all of them, except for I think Joe Biden, essentially have like okay, oh. well, oh. yeah, yeah, what. Um, they all essentially have like. Hold on, my eyes. Gonna, my eyes just start bleeding. We're gonna we're gonna forgive everybody's loans, you know. So if you have a student loan, 
You've been paying for X number of years. A lot. Of, I think Bernie said, you know, if you got a student loan, I'm just gonna get rid of it. <laughs> You're just gonna raise you it. Know, like no matter delete what, key. No they're matter gonna what. pay somebody to hit the delete key on every you, single you could one. Be Jeff, you could be Jeff Bezos' son or love child, and he, he don't care. He's just gonna forgive it. So, um, yeah, that's kind of exciting, really. I mean, it's been a huge burden on like our generation. Oh, huge. Um, so. It, you know, it's it's good that this is really. I mean, like it really feels like this there's might momentum. Be possible. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's enough momentum to make something happen here. I think what's two things come to mind, and this is kind of, you know, when something gets so big, like a project, some I don't know anything, it starts to get so unwieldy that you're like, I just need to delete this whole thing and start from scratch. I feel like that's the point where like our our student loan system is yeah. like. We've got what nine hundred and sixty-five billion worth of student loan debt. How could we? It's like, how do you possibly manage this? Like, how yeah. are how are we going yeah. to reduce this? How are we going to? It's like the their only possible way is to literally delete it and start over. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it it's gonna stink for people that like just paid it off. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, we've been paying for. I know. A number I, of I, years. Uh, well, I, I've got mine all gone. Yeah. Thank God. I've got twenty years to go. Um, so. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's such a huge burden and it is, uh, I, I feel like our generation is always, you know, like we're, we're just a moment too late. Yeah. We're, we're, you know, like we're always just a moment too late. Oh, he had the Excelsior Scholarship in for, New York. And yeah, for all the great stuff, it's like, oh, you, you know, you, you just missed it. I, I, I just, you have to love, I don't know if you, you love it and you smile or if you t- you're terrified by this. When the guy whose job it was to manage the whole system and to try to better it and keep it under control, yeah, to pride himself, this was his job. This was his yeah. whole fire. Now was he appointed by Betsy Davos or was he like a, a I holdover from I previous know. administration? Um, I I think he was Republican, but I don't know. Oh, okay, so you now that that's pretty big. That's what I mean. That's like so. This guy has spent his career managing this system. I and, think it's a scam. Really. And, and and his walk his his final thought is. It's a disaster. I can't fix it. It's got to go. It's a like, scam. I mean, it, it really has a scam level. I mean, especially for our generation, I feel like. Because coming out of high school, they were like, oh, you got to go to college. you got to oh, yeah. go to college. Like, there well, was, like, they, they, they didn't even, like, they, I, I think it was by design to give you the impression that it wasn't really even a choice. Yeah. And I think, I think what I think back on, too, and hey, we all made our own decisions, so it is what it is. Yeah. But, I think back, I don't ever recall anyone stopping any of us and saying, hey, that field that you're going into is not going to bear fruit. You know, no. maybe you should reevaluate that. You know, uh, and, you know, I, I don't want to use this term because I'm trying to think of it. I, I fully support anybody who becomes a teacher. I guess that's the best. It's such a important job. It really is. And, you know, it's an investment in the art country's future teaching the next generation it's so important i appreciate everything that teachers do but like our graduating class like our generation i feel like we were all so many people went to school to become a teacher so so many it feels like half of our graduating class went to school so then a there's no teaching jobs because there's such a there's so many out there yeah yeah and then I think everybody also found out, well, this job doesn't pay that well. So unless I'm married in a situation where I've got a spouse contributing to the household income, 
because there's so many out there, none of the jobs are paying very well. Yeah. I feel like we were pushed into like, and I'm not trying to play victim. Or how many how many liberal arts? Yeah, I'm not like trying to play victim. So here. many liberal arts. Maybe. But it was just like, go to college. Doesn't matter what field it is. Yeah. Go 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 get your music degree. Yeah. Go get your exactly. your art degree. Go. Essentially, they they told us like the, we were sold the idea that if if you go to college, you'll you be will, successful. Yeah, you'll you'll, you'll get a job. You'll be rich. You'll be well paid. Blah blah blah. And that that future just never. Came. And it's funny because even almost everybody, I'm trying to think of one. I mean, you kind of did. Uh, you have a business degree, right? And you're working in a business yeah, office. Yeah. Other than that, like almost everybody I know who got degrees is actually working in a field other than where their degree is. Yeah. I mean, my brother-in-law got a got a degree in uh, communications and filmmaking, and he's really good at all that stuff. Yeah. And he's working at a business that makes T-shirts. You yeah. know, and it, but. Nobody I know. We have all these people with teaching degrees, not teaching. Yeah, it is. It is very sad, actually. What do you think about it? It is, it, and it's in like, fact one of my coworkers. She has a teaching degree, and there she is in a business office. Let's, you know, it's just. And I think the other really difficult thing is, we are asked when we're eighteen years old to make a decision what we're going to do for the rest of our lives. Yeah. And by the time you're in your late twenties and you've lived life a little bit. Yep. You're probably not going to want to do the same See, thing I, that you, you did when you, know, you were 18. You know, I go to kids coming out of high school, and I give them radically different advice than what was given to me. Yeah. Like, you know, I tell them, if you aren't sure of what you want to do or go or work for a college itself, go go. Yeah, go, go work, work for a couple of years. Exactly. Go work for a couple of years. I warn them that, you know, it, it will be a little bit harder to go yeah. later. Yeah, it is. I agree. But, you know, it's better to... To only go when you know you're really committed to yeah. it and you know where you want to go yeah. after. Yeah. Rather than just running in there blind, you know, like you're burned out from high school or whatever, and then you, you accrue this debt and then you're just stuck. Well, and I think, you know, I did a. Which nobody, nobody, I mean, nobody gave me any advice anywhere near that. And I was, coming you know, out of high school. I left college twice. Twice. And there's like this stigma when you stop going. Like I remember all yeah. my family members, you know, you're making the wrong decision. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when are you going? And it was for years. When are you going back to college? When are you going back to college? When are you going back yeah. to college? And, you know, I'm not happy with my day job. I'm really not. But I left college because both times, you know, the degrees that I was working towards, I didn't feel like we were really going to get me anywhere. Yeah. You know, I was... I was the first time I stopped going to school to be a journalist because we had basically already, the day, you know, unless I was willing to move to Washington, D.C., New York City, L.A., you're not going to get a newsroom job yeah. that that really is big. That's worth it, yeah. That pays well. And, um, you know, the internet changed everything there. And then I knew I wasn't going to go to D.C. to be somebody's staffer with my political science degree. That's not what I wanted. Yeah. So I'm like, does this... What's this degree really going to do for so me? So then you became trapped. I've yeah. learned a lot more by running for office and serving in office about government and public service than I ever would in political science classes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that's really the thing is <clears throat> I wish there was a better way for kids in particular, but people in general, to get exposure to, to actual things like you know, if you really want to be a game developer, I wish there were, you know, like, 
in some cities well, it is an option, but I obviously feel like not the ever. public school system is it has to be. Yeah, it's, that's the only like they avenue. They really say to you like, "What do you want to do with the rest of your life?" Even though you had no exposure to whatsoever <laughs> to any of this, like it's like we taught you. You're math. running in so blind. We taught you math to the umpteenth yeah. degree. We oh. taught you science to the umpteenth degree. That, that could be that could be a whole. We taught podcast. you American history, which as much as I love it. Everybody forgets it three years out of high school, and they haven't learned a damn thing about how to the importance any of the, yes. any of the lessons yes. from American history. Yeah. You, Nobody carried them I over mean, into the real it's world. It's kind of it's kind of going to be pointless in a couple of years here. But you know, when we were going through high school, they should have taught us like you know how to fix your car, how to yeah, you know, real life stuff. And, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not against like actual like real life economics. economics. Yeah, it's not like. How our economy was. Yeah, yeah. That's great. I mean, I took classes that how, were electives to like, you know, how do you check? How does our, how does our tax system work? How do, how do I file my taxes? Yeah. Like you, you could give a whole class on that. Yeah. I mean, they did have like um, civics, but it didn't really go that far. I never took that, I don't think. It didn't go that far, so. I just, there's so many things that we could... It just seems like skills the yeah, school that, system needs a revamp. Uh, the public school system really, and again, I give credit to every teacher, every person who is working in the field. I seriously do. They don't get to really choose what they teach. Um, but really what the public school system is supposed to do is prepare you for what comes next. Yeah. And currently, it does not do that at all. No. All it prepares you for is college. And I always thought it was funny that because once we show up in college and like, the prefer- like the first days, you know, any kids listening maybe, the first days of college, usually the professor will go, oh, well, do you guys know this? Do you know this? Like they're, they're curious to see where you're at yeah. a lot of times. And like a lot of, there's like a lot of students in there yeah. they didn't know. Yeah. Like, you know, like the professor would be like, I can't believe you don't know this. Like, what are they teaching you down there? You know, like. I, I got, the, I guess I should have known this and this is really dating myself, but I was talking to some of my employees I, I have two employees who are 17 and one who's 16 and there is an app now it's called it's called like math something oh yeah of course there is where you, there's an app you, for you take a picture of your math problem and it literally spits out the answer that's scary really. that's what I said and I, and I was like it, it, so it, it how, how are the teachers going to stop in, on a test but you know in their really, homework they're just going to sit there ch- 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 done on the test, you'd know that they failed because they're not learning it. Yeah. But everything else they'll get through. Well, you know, I will say this, though. It, it is a really good way to check your homework. Yeah, well, yeah, good I point. Mean, if you want 100 good on point. this homework, yeah, you know, yeah, hey. yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just that, to me, when they told me that, I was like, man, like, yeah, literally you know, teaching, like, school must be so different like now saying, than we, it was when we were. We are always early. just too late yeah. for all the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, I called one of my employees at like twelve thirty one day while he was in school. I was gonna leave him a voicemail. And he answered his phone, and I'm like, "Hey, aren't you in school right now?" He's like, "Yeah." And I can hear like kids talking all around him. Like, are you in class right now? He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "And you answered your phone?" <laughs> <laughs> Who is he? Rudy Giuliani? <laughs> is, is Rudy Giuliani working? For you? I'm like, school literally must have changed so much. Did he answer a phone in the middle of a presidential debate? I think he did. Giuliani? Yeah, did he? I don't know. Well, you heard about the butt dial, right? Oh, yeah. Because I'll scratch that off. Godspeed Um, stories here. 
But you know, I want to I want to throw in one more topic here since yeah, okay. sort of spinning it off of what we just talked about. Do you think there are as many electrifying personalities now as you know, like when we were younger? They're all in politics or, instead of wrestling. <laughs> you, you think, but the, I mean, I don't just mean wrestling. I just mean people like Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson. I you think know, like really of, truly electrifying. I think part of the problem is that it has become so normal. People have perfected being Whatever. eccentric or attention-grabbing, yeah. and social media is a big part of it. Oh, that's true. I didn't think of it's that. It's so but... easy to just hit a button and say something outlandish. Whereas yeah. back in the day, you had to like get a, get a moment on TV, that's true. and in those 15 seconds, blurt yeah. out something, you know. Well, I, I think it's... I think it's... It's just so normal now that it doesn't fit. I think it's, yeah, I think you're right. It's probably a sort of a perfect storm of things. Like in, in sports, I think sports science has really killed greatness to a certain extent because, you know, like everything's done. Like baseball, you look at baseball. Baseball is really a game of math yeah. at this point. You know, yeah. like you look at a spreadsheet and it's really poured into football too. Like they got charts with situations yeah. and they look out on the field and they look at the situation and then they go to the 73% chart 73% of the time yeah, yeah. and it says 73% of the time so you should do this yeah. and that's what some of the coaches that's a like they don't make decisions it works. they just flip yeah. through pages if it and, works yeah so I, yeah so, but it really has removed a lot of the human element yeah and I I, I don't know I just been thinking about it like I was like because I was Basically. I got listening to Michael Jackson music today and oh jeez oh, no 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 oh jeez yeah 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 Okay, let's let's forget Michael Jackson from like 1990 onwards. But before that, or ever, but. if you watched like the first time he did the moonwalk, yeah, the crowd just went insane because they'd yeah. never seen anything yeah. like it, you know. Well, and, and that's what I mean. We talked about it on the show before. If you watched a James Bond movie in 1963, and they're actually filming and uh, name some exotic location, yeah. you'd probably never seen it. Yeah. So it was like incredible. Yeah. Now. You open a web browser, you type in, you've so seen we're just it all. Spoiled, you've things. seen it all, yeah. yeah. There's nothing that, there's not much that you can see that you haven't seen before or that hasn't been done before. And um, I just got a brilliant idea. Vince McMahon needs to call me. As you mentioned, sports science. Here's my idea for the XFL. <laughs> I'm patenting this. I'm going to call, call it the RFL. Yeah. <clears throat> Football teams with no coach. No huddle, no timeouts. You got to go out on the field and you got to drive. Just pure chaos. And you only get thirty seconds in between. I, I think they have that. I think it's called rugby. No, football. <laughs> rugby football. Um, that's that's its true name, actually. But yeah, I, I almost feel like at the same time as we have this conversation, I think being eccentric has just become. To get any attention whatsoever, you have to be that way. Yeah. And that's why our politics has gotten so far away from issues, because all it's about is, you know, people have said this for a long time, but it's getting worse and worse and worse. It's just the sound bites. And to yeah. make a sound bite now, you have to be even more over the top. And it's like we were talking about with, like, movies. You have too. to be, like, savage. Like, we were now. talking about how, how Will Smith's Gemini Man failed. <laughs> And I got saying, like, it's going to be nothing but major, like, established franchises yeah. being, being turned into movies yeah. going forward. 
Well, that's like, why like every video game franchise. Well, yeah, and so like you know, like, I don't know. Maybe this is my old man, you know, waving my Rant. fist at the cloud. But like, I just thought like when we were young, there was like you know Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan. There was Jurassic Park in the theaters. You know, Terminator. You know, like there's just so much cool stuff. Like yeah. really, truly cool. And now I look at the world today, and it's just like. People are just staring at their cell phones. Well, there's just nothing and I, there. I think, you know I, mean? I think that's why live content is as popular and growing as much as it is. Because it's not... For everything else, you're right. You know, you started it with sports, and I didn't think of it this way. But movies, uh, AAA video games, everything's yeah. so formulaic. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing They, they like... found a formula that they know works. It will, you know, raise your blood pressure this much and 81% of audiences will like, you know, a scene with this type of music, with, you know, this type of explosions. So, live content is one of the only things that's truly different. And I think, you know, when streamers first started, I, I was one of the naysayers. I was the one saying, why would I watch somebody else play, play a video. game? I can just play it myself. And for years I was that way. And now though, it's it's because like I can truly if I'm there at that time, I can see something exciting happen that was totally out of the blue. And I think that's why people like it, because it's not you know, it doesn't fit in a little formula. It's not I don't know. Yeah. Pre rendered. Yeah. It's but even then I, genuine. But streamers are not electrifying. Some of them are. Some, some of them are. Right. Yeah. Some, some of them not. are. No, they're not. You watch a Dr. Disrespect stream no. and tell me you are not entertained. Right. Are you not entertained? <laughs> uh, you got to watch the really personality-driven ones. Man, we, you know, people didn't know in the 80s how good they had it. Yeah. Well, I think there was a lot less of stuff back then, yeah. too. Well, that's what I was thinking about, too. Is, uh, there was a lot less movies, a lot less Like, a TV lot of people shows. that are, like, complaining, like, oh, you know, we can't make ends meet anymore. It's like everything's I, so saturated. I was I was pulling out of Wegmans and like you know like it was an Escalade here, uh, you know some other enormous, some other enormous SUV over here, and I, I just got thinking like, you know, well, I mean everybody drives a huge SUV, gas guzzling, yeah. very expensive, you know, and then you got your cell phone with your yeah. cell phone unlimited plan. Yep. And you got... It truly is... Con- what was that quote? It was uh, George Carlin. He yeah. said, baseball is not the American pastime. It's consumption. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, though, is, you know, back back then, you didn't have a cell phone no, with a cell phone. it's way plan. worse now. You, most people just drove a car. It was a pretty small car. Yeah. Station wagon. Uh, van. And now we just... We raised our standards so much more. And there's just so much more to stuff the point to buy. I, I, I don't think we've raised our... Not, we haven't raised our standards in a really, like, constructive way. It was, no. It's to excess. Yes. I mean, I, look, I'm, we're sitting between two massive computers, uh, uh, you know, a microphone, an Apple phone, two a Samsung phone, phone, a smartwatch. I mean, you don't really even need all this yeah. crap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's what I'm to the point, and I've been this way for a while now, like we talk about, you know, back in the day... If, if there was like there was just a few shows that everybody got excited about oh it's Sunday night whatever the big show at the time was on is on yeah exactly. you know it's Monday night football oh my god yeah, Monday exactly. night football is like, here 
it's boring crap for 23 hours. And yes. like, hey, we're going to finally and now, have something. There are, there are literally so many television shows, and pretty high-quality ones, yeah. or movies yep. being released, that I can't even keep track of them all. Even ones that I want to watch, I will forget they existed for six months. Yep. And then like I'll, I'll be like, holy crap. Yeah, I got but by watch. that point, my queue is so... It's impossible. You know, I will say, I will say television... Television shows, especially like the epics. Yeah. Like, you know, like You don't dark. mean the channel epics. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Uh, like Dark or, or Game of Thrones. That is like the one area where, you know, I think things are better now than they've ever been. Yeah, yeah. The budgets are bigger, basically. Uh, but outside of that, like, it just seems like everything's gone downhill really bad. Uh, you know, I, I just, yeah. Just my observation for the week. I just think we're... We are so saturated and inundated with entertainment that it's impossible for any of it to stand out. Yeah. Because... I think you're right. It's just one after another after another. Essentially, I think we've perfected perfected things to the point of tedium. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the NBA, it's almost like a three-point shooting contest at this point. You know, it's not even like a sport anymore. Yeah. All right. Let's do some Godspeed stories. So, uh, skip... We don't have a pen here. We do have a pen. Skip, uh, well, I guess we can do the Giuliani because we didn't go into in depth into it. So, all right. Are you starting to read or am I uh, starting I think I started last week so you can start. All right. Godspeed stories in three, two, one. Vin Diesel is in a new comic book movie called Bloodshot. I had never heard of this character before. It's not DC or Marvel. The first trailer's out. Did you watch it? No. Uh, do you I, care? I haven't even heard about it. no. Okay. I mean, do, do you have any Bloodshot comics? No. no I think that says it all. No. Um, Proven Leaker says Warner Brother Montreal's game is titled Batman Arkham Legacy. Arkham Legacy. <laughs> I typed it. <laughs> that's that's a, uh, quite a legacy. Um, here's. Are you excited? Here's my hot take for this. I am so sick of Arkham games. Please stop making them. <laughs> It was great when they first started. Yeah. At this point, it's so played out. Yeah, I think you're right. When I first Sadly. played the first one, I was like, this is brilliant. This is a great idea to get all the villains in one place. Yep. Now I'm like, just stop. Yeah. Just stop. The head of Marvel TV has finally been cast out. Is uh, this that uh, the really weird guy? I don't know who it Paul, is. Paul Meade or whatever. But we've often talked about how Marvel's movie division kills it. And then their shows always seem to suck. So, yeah. do you think this was by force or... Yes. Yes. I mean, from what I know about this guy, he's just really bad news. <laughs> yeah, it was just it's just another one of those cases where, like, Disney has one image, but then behind the scenes, they're, they're very, very different from yeah. the image. So, uh, Marvel reportedly exploring replacing Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye in upcoming series after allegations of violence and substance abuse arise. Uh... You hopeful for Hawkeye? No, I think I never thought the show sounded very good, and I, I, I do think they successfully recast Rhodey, but yeah. how many times can they do that? Yeah, exactly. I, I'm not sure. Well, successfully, I guess, kind of. It was. Well, Hawkeye is everybody's favorite. No, I mean, not. how can you recast no, Hawkeye? Not. Uh, I don't know. Uh, HBO has announced four Adventure Time uh, one-off specials. HBO stole another show. This uh, has been happening repeatedly. Or no, they got Banner Brothers stolen away from them. Yeah. Right? 
Were you an Adventure Time? But person? HBO Max. No, I've never watched that oh, show. Oh, it's great. Are you kidding me? You it's watch great. that? Oh, Do you watch Rick and Morty? I have. I can't say I actively watch it. I have observed it and I've loved it. Yeah. I don't own it or I wish have I did. Have you watched Rick and Morty though? No. Oh. God. Everybody says that, and if for that, watch, if I will watch never Adventure watch it. Time, I will never Rick watch it because it's a dumb name. Oh my god. It's for nerds. It is incredible. Thank God it's coming back next month. Kanye likes it. Yeah, that's good. I mean, Kanye is the visionary of our time. Yeah. Yes, he is. Um, where are we at? Bethesda announces $99 a year subscription for Fallout 76, everybody's favorite Fallout, which grants uh, basic features like private matches and extra inventory space. Are, are you going to buy some extra inventory space? You know, but there was a thread on Reset today about Bethesda being basically cooked and unneeded. <laughs> And I'm starting to wonder because, uh, you know, the Outer Worlds came out, and everybody says it's like yeah. the best, one of the best Fallout games, yeah, even yeah. though it's not Fallout. Bethesda's really hurting, and I think they're not helping themselves with bogus crap like this. And I don't even know. Like, do you think Microsoft would buy Bethesda? Like, why because, would you? Yeah, because you know they just put out the Outer Worlds, and like, so they don't I need mean, you. They've got some IPs and they got that are relevant. Yeah, they've they got, got they've got. Doom, they've got Rage, they've got Elder Scrolls, which yeah. is huge. Doom would be the real big deal. Uh, the Evil Within. Um, oh, and Elder Scrolls, yeah. But. Yeah, maybe for the IPs you might want to buy them. But and Fallout's basically been run into the ground at this yeah. point. Media Molecule wants Dreams to live on for 20 years and appear <laughs> on all platforms. They basically want to make this Sony's version of Minecraft. Do you think they will get anywhere with this goal? In their dreams. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, good. XFL recruit drops out of league after salary is revealed to be just $27,000 a year. Um, you excited for some XFL football? No. Uh, Vince needs to call me and pay me $27,000 a year to take my idea. Rudy Giuliani butt-dialed the reporter and left a three-minute voicemail discussing international Whoa. business, which sounded a lot like bribery. Oh, is this going to be more memorable than the butt fumble? Well, you know, 20 it's, years from it's just amazing that any three-minute conversation with Rudy Giuliani seems to involve some sort of, like, corruption or something. <laughs> you, you know, know? I, I really... Just any three minutes with him at random will include corruption. I truly think that he is insane at I this point of his life. I, I do, too. His wife said that something changed... His ex-wife said yeah. that something suddenly changed in him. Yeah, like he, he snapped. He does seem very strange. But I will say this. He's either absolutely insane or he's, he's playing an amazing game of 3D chess. Well, and this is just something to distract people. Yeah. It could go either way. Yeah. It could go yeah, either I mean, way. 4D chess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I Kanye. Think. Kanye finally dropped Jesus is King, which is a straight-up gospel oh. album. Um, no man should have all that power. That's. Uh, I'm so conflicted about this because there's some actual good songs in this album. I've listened to it, <laughs> but it is legitimately a Jesus album. Like yeah. the whole thing is about he's coming home to Jesus, a lifestyle that I do not agree with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a YouTuber put together a four and a half hour video in attempt in an attempt to explain the story of Twin Peaks. Is this the greatest accomplishment of all time? This or is this just show you how it's the Twin Peaks story will never make any it's sense? It's definitely a sign of the times, first of all. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, 
I mean, it basically says it all about about Twin life Peaks. today and and Twin Peaks. Only uh, only oh. Twin Peaks, a show that only consists of maybe thirty hours tops of material, needs a four and a half hour video <laughs> yeah. to explain those thirty what, hours. What happened? Uh, Ubisoft delays Watch Dogs Legion, Rainbow Six Quarantine. What the hell is that? Roller, roller champions and gods and monsters until next fiscal year. Calls Division Two a commercial failure. What do you think of that? All of that craziness. You know, Ubisoft. I forgot Rainbow Six Quarantine was happening. Ubisoft was a, has been a publisher that this generation has seemed to have done very well, but this last year for them hasn't been very good. The Division Two, I think. Was a, probably a mistake. The new Ghost Recon has really not been received well. Um, and then it's delayed four games. So this really seems to be like all of a sudden they took a big blow. So we'll see where they go from here. I'm not sold that this Rainbow Six Quarantine is a good idea. No, me neither. I don't think the Watch Dogs franchise I, is going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, I just can't believe they, that Rainbow Six Quarantine is going to be a separate game. I Why? Know. I know. Why? It was an idea for a one-time. It was yeah. It was a game mode mode. in. But just it screams desperate when you do something like that. You know what? If they want to make it a free-to-play game, knock yourself. I kind of liked it, but I don't know if I liked it enough to buy a separate game for it. That's what I mean. Like if it was a game mode. If it's free-to-play. Yeah. If it was another game mode within Siege, like I might play it occasionally, but it, it wasn't that good. So, like we said, coming soon, BlizzCon will be covered in our next episode. It's this Friday. I'm a big Blizzard fan, so I'm very curious to see how they how they perform this year. Stuff coming out in November. By the time you hear the next episode, November will be here. Death Stranding is finally here. I really wanted to take the day off from work and play What day is it coming out? It's a Friday. It's not this Friday, but next Friday. I really wanted to play this. Redemption 2 comes to PC. Pork, Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon Sword and Shield comes out. Are you going to get that? I didn't think it looked good, but I heard they did like a big play event recently. And everybody came back saying that this could actually be like the best Star Wars game today. So, really? Well, yeah, really. What's the competition? Yeah, I mean they had Rogue Squadron and they had. Uh, there has but this is an adventure game, right? Yeah, yeah. And there really hasn't been a Star Wars adventure. a successful one. Yeah, since I mean I don't know. Do you even count the RPGs? As... Well, I would count KOTOR as RPGs. It was turn based, so. I'm hearing it's, hearing it's pretty good. Respawn's a great developer, so we'll see. I'm not interested in Star Wars at all, but... Apple TV Plus is also coming this week. Who gives a damn? This week. Alright, so I think that's it for episode 63, which is like, in Matt's words, it's like the Joe Rogan experience, but without Joe Rogan. Without the experience. Joe without the Rogan. Yeah. The no experience. That should be our experience now. That should be our tag. Love Joe, love the Rogan. We are experiencing now. Like I got, I was talking to my stream the other day on our podcast, and I got thinking, if somebody's new to our podcast, they have 62, six now 63 episodes. Like, that is a great time for everyone.
episode 63 out. Like all of our pages and pick the bells. And play with oh, it. I forgot my bird comment. Porky man. So you made it right at the end. I know. It's cheeky like that. <laughs>